Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I'm joined once again by Derek Nickel. What's up, Derek? What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going, man? How's your uh, how's your week going? Oh, my week's been good. Um, let's see, just kind of taking it easy. Been reading a lot. Good. Um, you know, just finishing up those Conan books again, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just kind of hanging out, watching some horror movies, and just chilling. Nice. Uh, any yeah. any horror movies in particular you watched recently? Uh, I watched The Babadook last night. No, oh, what'd you think? It was good. Was that your was first right. time seeing it? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was my first time seeing it. Um, somehow in the rotation when it came out, I just missed it. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm doing right now is going back and seeing like all the movies, the horror movies that I kind of missed when they came out, like The um, the Conjuring 2 and 3. Yep. Or I should say The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. <laughs> Conjuring, um, The Devil Wears Prada. The Devil Wears Prada. Now, that would be a great combo. <laughs> Christian superheroes versus Meryl Streep. Oh. Um, <clears throat> but no, so I caught up on those. The Babadook, like I said. Babadook was good. Um, the kid is an amazing actor in that. Um, really put the fear of God in me on that one. Um, the mom did a really good job, too. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, what else? Yeah, that's pretty much been it this week. Okay. But um but yeah. Right on. Yeah, just doing that, reading. Cool. Hanging out, you know. Yeah, I haven't been doing my Halloween due diligence. I haven't watched any horror movies this year. What um, son, I got started September first this year. <laughs> uh I've just been doing so much traveling that I haven't really had I a time your to watch. Spooky season. <laughs> I haven't really had a time to watch much of anything. Um uh, except like TV shows here and there, but that's true. I need to uh, get in and uh, get in a couple horror movies this week. I, I probably Dude, will. now that it's now that it's cold. Yeah. Light some candles. Yeah. Open your window. <laughs> mm-hmm. Make it really cold in your apartment at night. Mm-hmm. You know where it gets like real dark. Mm-hmm. Then put on something like Hereditary mm-hmm. and just just go nuts. Yeah, I might try to go. Um uh, and see a matinee of some of the ones that are still in theaters right now. Like I might go try to see yeah. Smile or something like that. Um, oh yeah, Smile. I need to see Smile. Mm-hmm. But um, I heard it's good. Yeah, yeah. I've I've also heard that it's it's really good. Um, well, cool. Uh, what? Let's see. What did I do this week? Um, this week um, was the last leg of tour. I'm home for good now for a while, which oh, is good. fun. Yeah. <clears throat> So um, we were in Detroit and Cincinnati, um, both very cool cities for different reasons. Um, I'd never been to either of them before, and it was a, it was a good time um, and a great way to keep in shape. And a great way to keep in shape. So good. Um, no, uh, AJ has family in Detroit. I have not been yet, oh, cool. but uh, we have a that we and we have some friends, some really good friends that uh, also live there now. Yeah, so we are due for a trip. Yeah, there. you have a standing invitation to Detroit. Yeah, I have a standing. <laughs> yes, basically, I need to get out there and go see D- Detroit. Yeah, it was cool, man. Plus, it's it's the hometown of one of my favorite bands, Motion City Soundtrack. Well, there you so, go. like. You know, I gotta get out there. It's also the hometown of uh, world famous boxer Joe Lewis, who uh, I went mm-hmm. to the restaurant he owns. It's like a yeah. soul food dinery kind of restaurant. It's Ooh, very good. Was it good? It's very was good. it good? Yeah, it was good. Ooh, that sounds good, dude. Some soul food sounds so good right now. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I haven't eat. I haven't eaten yet today. Uh huh. And I'm like, I'm dying. Yeah. I'm like ready to get. <laughs> like, give me something. Put it in <clears throat> my belly. Um, exactly. But yeah, uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, oh, good. So you're home for good now. Home for good. Um, okay. Yeah, 
Well, back to the regular bump and grind. Yeah, the regular back to the old grindstone. Um, you know, I watched um, Anchorman two the other night. Yeah, and unlike Anchorman one, I feel like Anchorman two does not hold up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And, and well, maybe not hold up is the wrong turn of phrase. I just don't think it's as funny as the first one. No, it's not. It's uh, it feels very like it feels very like we're okay. We're doing this again, so we have to double down on these bits, and they don't. They don't always work like more absurd than they were the first time. You know what I mean? It feels to me like the movie sometimes shouts at you, "Isn't this absurd and funny?" Yeah, like over and over again mm-hmm. while it's doing its bits, and I'm like, "No, yeah, this is weird and awkward, and it doesn't quite work." Yeah, I think um, I think where the first one soars, that I think the second one. So I think the second one misunderstands what like I think audiences love about the first one to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. So I found in the second one in particular, I found myself enjoying the story much more than like the bits that they that they're doing, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's true with the first one as well. I think the first one, like you kind of care about what this care, and I think a lot of the great like really screwball comedies like in Austin Powers or like this or whatever, mm-hmm. I think the story matters more than I think the filmmakers think that it does. Uh, and yeah. and I think that what I like about the first Anchorman is that like I'm <laughs> I'm legit interested in what he's going through because of his stupidity. Um, yes. I'm not just there to laugh at his stupidity. And I think the second one gets too caught up in doing bits, and it kind of doesn't really have an interesting story to it. Um, I agree. It seems like it leapfrogs from bit to bit mm-hmm. without like anchoring the without yeah without anchoring the movie in any sort of story mm-hmm. or narrative whatsoever. And that really. hurts it Mm -hmm. I think because part of the fun part is that like you're saying like we're going on this story we're going on this journey but then also we take these detours into these wacky like you know (laughs) like like areas where you're like what why is there a news gang like why are there news team gangs fighting in the street like you know, like street gangs, and then and then he goes back to the story like okay well we're back like that doesn't like you know that's what it's what works about the first one, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. But it, I, yeah, I never really thought about before how much stories actually in in your right in the greatest screwball comedies, like the story is actually what takes us through Ace Ventura. Yeah, Ace Ventura is another one. You know, Ace Ventura too. Like mm-hmm. the, these are stories like you care about the story that's happening, but then you take these wacky detours yeah. and then it snaps you right back. Yeah. So like, yeah, like that's and yeah, and you're right. Anchorman two does not have that. It's just like a bit fest. <laughs> And then, yeah. like, somehow, it's like vignettes that somehow make some sort of narrative, right. but they don't quite. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I w- watched that recently, um, and, uh, yeah, it's fine. Um, but let's uh, let's jump in, shall we? Uh, shall we? I don't have much news other than the Ant-Man trailer. Um, do you have anything you else? You don't have news. I sent you some. Conjuring 4's in development. Okay. Good news. Good to hear. So we get to see those, you know, superheroes again. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is to, is to star San Hargrave to direct a Rob Liefeld comic book movie adaptation on the on the um, product... Uh, sorry. Uh, profit is what the uh, story is going to be. Okay. And... So Sam Hargrave, it's directed by Sam Hargrave, who directed uh, Extraction, 
was with Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. which have you seen that one? I have, yeah. Super good. Yep. I need to rewatch that one. Maybe I'll have an action movie day sometime soon mm-hmm. and just watch like John Wick and Extraction and a bunch of new ones. Um, anyway, um, John St- – oh, so it's being written – hold on. Hold. Yeah, so it's written being written by Kurt Johnstad who wrote both 300 films as well as Atomic Blonde and Act of Valor in 2012. Okay. Um, okay, originally appearing in a 1992 issue of the comic Youngblood, I remember that comic, the prophet, the character Prophet, named John Prophet, is a poor and homeless man living in, in the era of World War II. Mm-hmm. It's there that he volunteers to take part in a medical experiment, uh, uh, take part in medical experiments by a time-traveling scientist, the results of which turn him into a super soldier. After being placed in stasis, Prophet then awakens in the future. A Prophet revival comic was released by Image Comics in 2012, which saw the character travel 10,000 years into the future and live in an alien city. The character was created by Deadpool creator Rob Liefeld, who created Youngblood for Image Comics following his departure from Marvel in the 90s. I didn't know Rob Liefeld created Youngblood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. So, failed. So, Super Soldier wakes up in the future. That sounds like. Hold on. I mean, it sounds like a lot of things, but. Um, sounds like Captain America? What's well, definitely. Uh, it's definitely dark Captain America. Um, but it also sounds like a character from Valiant Comics. Let me see if this is the one I'm thinking of here. Um, let me see here. Okay. Okay, yeah, I think this is it. Yes. Um, this sounds like Exo Manowar by Valiant Comics. Um, Eric of Dacia or Dacia um, was a Vis- Visigoth born in the fifth century AD under Roman rule. As a young boy, Eric witnessed the slaughter of his parents at the hands of Roman soldiers. Henceforth, he dedicated himself to destroying the Roman op- oppressors with the help of his uncle uh, Alaric I. Uh, some years later, Eric took a Celtic slave, Deidre, to, his con- to be his consort. He grew to love her and worshipped her god, uh, Luf. Um, one evening, he saw demons attacking members of his tribe. Eric attacked them, but was quickly subdued and taken aboard their alien spacecraft. For the next seven years, Eric was held prisoner in the slave pens of the spacecraft. After refueling station, uh, af- At a refueling station several light years from Earth, he befriended a man known as the Map Giver, who looked similar to Elvis Presley. That's a weird detail. The map, gi- <laughs> the map giver used a discarded bone shard to carve a map into Eric's palm that would, ouch, that would lead him to the alien's armory. Eric fought his way to the Exo Manowar class armor and donned the control rig. Uh, it later became clear that the manufacturing process of the Exo Manowar armor, which not only self-repaired but also reproduced, involved the absorption of a sentient intelligence that then became the armor's own sentience. Within the living armor, he was able to escape from alien ship and return to Earth. Um, due to time dilation, though, Eric, uh, as Eric had been traveling at the speed of light, uh, although only a few years had passed on board, 16 centuries had passed on Earth. Uh, oh, Eric, ah, there it is. <laughs> Eric thus found himself in the unfamiliar world, unfamiliar, 
world of the 20th century. So yeah, like, you know, a guy from a long time ago uh, hangs out with aliens for a while and then comes back and he's in modern modern day. It's similar kind of vibe. Not a super soldier, but a, a sentient exoskeleton. Um, yeah. But uh, Also cool. Yeah. Valiant. I know Valiant. Um, they sold those rights to somebody recently within the last oh, couple they? of years to make a, an Exo Man of War movie. So that could be, be cool. That could be fun. Yeah. I'm always down for that kind of stuff. Yeah. but I, mean, I wish they'd make Witchblade. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's, what's Witchblade? I don't think I've read about uh, that. Witchblade's just sexy as hell. I remember that from oh, all right. being a kid. <laughs> the, the armor's just like, it's this like fantasy armor that like, it's just scantily clad women. Like I remember nice. like it was one of the comics <laughs> my mom was like, absolutely not. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. But mom. Yeah, exactly. But mom, look at her. I'm a teenage boy. <laughs> um Published by Top Cow Productions, an imprint of Image Comics, which ran from 1995 to October 2015. Ooh. Ooh that's a good run for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It was re- adapted into a television series in 2001, as well as an anime manga and a novel in 2006. A feature film based on the comic titled The Witchblade was announced for a 2009 release. Mm. Well, that clearly made it to theaters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. A second TV series was announced January 2017, but there has been no update since. Yeah, we are very aware of that. Uh, basically, okay. Series follows Sarah Perezzi, an NYPD homicide detective who comes into possession of the Witchblade, a supernatural sentient gauntlet that bonds with a female host and provides her with a variety of powers in order to fight supernatural evil. Sarah struggles to hone her powers of the Witchblade and defend off those of, of nefarious interest in it, such as entrepreneur Kenneth Irons and his bodyguard Ian Nottingham. So there you go. And it's basically like just a bikini. Like, it's an excuse for, like... Hey, look at this, kids. There you go. And sometimes that's all it takes. <laughs> um Yes. So what else is there? So there's Prophet. Um Sasha Baron Sasha, Cohen. Yep. As, Sasha Baron yep. Cohen, yeah. Reportedly cast. As and I've seen it so many times. Yeah, and I've seen it so many times that I'm starting to believe it's true. Yeah. Um that's cool. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's great. Uh, it's cool that he's going to be uh, in the MCU. He's going to be the devil. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's cool. I didn't. I don't know the the comic history of Ironheart and Mephisto, and if they've crossed over before. If like, I don't know how that all fits in. But that's yeah, I don't fine. know. I'm not super familiar with Ironheart. Like, I'm familiar with Mephisto. I'm yeah. just not super with familiar with the new like how he deals with Ironheart just because I'm not familiar with Ironheart that much yeah. but now I have a, something to um, educate myself on so yeah. there we go that's exciting though uh, Sasha Baron Cohen yeah. I think is uh, it will do a, a very good job in that role um, what else we have uh, Harrison Ford was finally confirmed for uh, yep. Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Ross, Ross which we've been hearing about for a while it's good um, there was a new Black Panther trailer um, hopefully it's the final trailer uh, have you have yeah. you seen the latest version of it? No, I have not. I have I I have a general rule. Mm-hmm. I watch the first teaser. Yeah, I watch the first big trailer, mm-hmm. and then I don't watch anything else. Okay, if I can't help it, just because I don't want because the the new stuff as the trailers go on, they add footage, and I'm trying to not spoil the movie for myself. Yeah. 
And if the first trailer, and if you get me with the first trailer, I'll probably go see your movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like just seeing more and more of it doesn't make me want to go see your movie. It actually makes me want to see it less. Yeah. To, so that's why like yeah. I just kind of sequester myself after that. Right on. Um uh, I I can't help myself. I watch every trailer that comes out. <laughs> um, to uh, to the trailer editor's credit, though, there's not much more to it in terms of footage. There is an interesting line in the trailer, though, where it, they're seemingly talking about um, uh, uh, what's his name, Namor. Uh-huh. When they say, um, I think it's Mbaku who says um, uh, vibranium. He's covered in it, or something like that, right? And there's okay. like a shot where uh, somebody tries to hit Namor and he throws his gauntlet behind him and like the staff breaks over the gauntlet, right? Um, and I think that I think that they're, they're tricking us there. I think the, that line is about Doctor Doom. Uh, yeah, I and think I think so that too. they're uh, they put Namor in that shot to try to throw us off as like a red herring. But I think they are talking about um, uh, Doctor Doom because I think that's Doctor Doom going to be his his mo is he's something happened to where he's either either he just wears a vibranium suit just because why wouldn't you or yeah. like he somehow needs it um due to some kind of condition or something like that and then that's probably why he's on the hunt for more he's like well this this suit has changed my life uh yep. let me try to get my hands on as much of this as possible and i think that's going to be doom's uh i think the central conflict of this movie is going to be doctor doom uh, trying to invade uh, Atlantis to get their um, vibranium, not necessarily knowing or being aware that that Wakanda has vibranium, or maybe he does. Um, but then I think they're going to assume that it's the you know Atlantis and Wakanda are going to assume it's the other. Um, and right. they, there's this conflict that breaks out until they realize that it's like, oh no, we should be fighting this guy, not each other. I think that's right. kind of how this movie's going to play out. Um, Fight together. Yeah, exactly. They'll punch, as they say on the Weekly Planet, they'll punch on for a bit and then they're mates. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, so that looks great. Um, excited for that. That comes out in two weeks. Um, looking yep. forward to that. Um, what else we got? Um, Oscar Isaac confirms talks with Marvel about Moon Knight Return right. because of course um, Charlie Cox is training with an MMA fighter to prepare for Devil Daredevil Born Again yep that's good news as he that should that is good news um, I would like to see that I think that'd be cool like I, I like the more kung fu style Daredevil but I think cinematically like to distinguish him from the rest of the heroes that kind of just do kung fu it'd be nice to see him work in more of the mma type stuff i would love the to see some brutality of yeah, mma the grappling the the chokes the 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 forearms the knees all that kind of stuff you know what i mean <laughs> the headbutt exactly um, I think that would be a lot of fun to like kind of. I know that's not a sanctioned move in MMA, but <laughs> let's be honest, it's a move that happens quite a bit. Yeah, it totally does. Um, and oh, Walter, Walter Hamada. Yep. Mm-hmm. He has officially left Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. So walked out, and apparently he hasn't been in his office for some time. So. Um, and he was the president of DC Films, correct? And he was the president yeah. of DC Films. Yes. So lots of changes over there. Um. Yeah, I think uh, uh, whoever the next head of DC Films will be will be someone that the, the Rock chooses. 
Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> I think he's kind of in charge over there now. It um, seems like it seems like yeah, that he's way kind of this. positioned himself as the Kevin Feige over there, which is very interesting. Um, to yeah. have someone who's calling the shots and is also in the movies is is very interesting. It's an interesting way to make it make it go. Totally. Um, let's see. Oh, and then uh, did we talk about the Creed trailer last week? No, we did not. Okay, there's a trailer for Creed three. Yeah. Um, which looks great. Um, it looks it looks awesome. Yeah, they keep uh they keep making these and they uh, like you would you would think that like surely they're going to d- decline in uh in in quality, quality, but they haven't. Like they all are pretty no. good. The second one's great. This one looks great too. Like Michael B Jordan uh, uh, is, is not and, missing with and, these. And I'll be honest, I haven't seen any of the Creed movies. Okay. But every time a trailer comes out, I'm like, "Oh yeah, well how good can this be?" And I'm like, "That looks really good." Yeah. The first one's really I just good. forget about it. Yeah. AJ and I were talking about it last night when we went to go see the movie. And we saw the trailer, and we were both. She asked me if I'd seen them, and I said no. And then I asked her, and she said no. And we were like, "Why don't we? Why haven't we watched these? Like, how yeah. have we not seen these? These look great. Yeah, like every single one looks like a smash hit. Yeah, they're really good. Um, the first one is good um, because it, it feels like a, a a it feels basically like a like a transitional Rocky movie. Uh, and the H- second handing off yeah, of the torch, exactly. And the second one is probably I, I prefer it a little bit more because it is like the first true like. Sure. Adonis Creed standalone movie, um, which I really liked. Uh, even though St- Stallone is in it, but um, it, it just feels more like Michael B. Jordan's movie. He's just more of a seasoning rather than the actual flavor. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and this one looks great. Um, I love that they're telling another personal story. Um, Jonathan Majors is yoked out of his mind. Dude. <laughs> what is wrong with that man? Dude, he's gigantic. He is so jacked. Yeah, and he like, wasn't like small before you know what no, I mean? <laughs> no he's not a tiny dude yeah he just like he's yoked. in freaking lovecraft country he's still just like yokes <laughs> yeah. and he's not even like and now i'm like holy crap we walked in we walked in and aj goes aj sees michael b jordan with shirt off like working out and she's like "Ooh, there's my black husband yeah. and then we sit down and i'm like i'm used to that joke by now yeah. so i was like yeah yeah and then we sit down and then jonathan majors comes on screen and i hear her go oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm like no <laughs> who's this now <laughs> like excuse me i know that i just started working out but like you can't come on like you gotta let me try dude uh, yeah he he is he is gigantic in this movie he's so Huge. He looks like he's made of bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he um he's great. Um I am looking forward to this movie. Um, oh yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be it's gonna be it's gonna be good. A ton of fun. I think what's gonna happen is in order to prepare for Creed three, I'm gonna watch the other two probably yeah. and like do like just do like three nights of Creed mm-hmm. where it's like first two movies for the for the first two nights and then do like a third night and mm-hmm. then go see Creed. Yeah, I would suggest doing that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're, like they're real good. They're breezy. Time. They're not. They're not like super long. They're they're good. They're good movies. They, they move nice and quick. Yeah, I've heard they're good, and everybody that has seen them that I talked to has told me that they're good. Just for some weird reason, again, it's movies that slip through the cracks yeah. because I watch so many movies. Yeah, and they're shot really well too. Like the boxing scenes are they really look good. Great. Yeah, the boxing scenes are really probably like. Some of the best, or I would say, some of the most like energetic boxing scenes we've seen in a movie before. Because okay. um, Raging Bull obviously has some of the best boxing scenes in it, but like, Dude. and the Hurricane's really good too. Um, yeah, but the Hurricane's this, great as well. This one, like the way it's just shot in such a kinetic way that like it's almost like it's like a Michael Mann film, but like, <laughs> oh really? Yeah, almost. Nice, but it's it's good. It's really good. Um, yeah, I'm excited about this one. 
Um, right. We got. I'll check it out. We got another trailer um, for Ant Man Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania. Uh, so I did some research on this trailer, uh, and by doing some research, I watched uh, Emergency Awesome's breakdown of this trailer. And it is slightly different from the D23 or Comic-Con version. I can't remember which one. A version of this. um, Because there was, in that version, there was like uh, Kang. You saw, not Kang, um, you saw uh, MODOK. Um, There were a couple things that are missing from this trailer that were in the D23, like, exclusive version. Gotcha, Um, gotcha. But, uh, yeah, what would you think of this trailer? I loved it. Yeah. I thought it looks really fun. Mm-hmm. It looks like a wild, fun ride, just like exactly what you expect from Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it looks like they're preparing the way for us to get into some of the peripheral worlds of, yeah. like, like Strange Worlds, I believe, is one. Like, there's just a bunch of, like, random worlds that it looks like this is how they're introducing them is into the... Um, into the quantum realm. Yeah. And then also the Eternals exist technically, canonically, their base exists in the quantum realm as mm-hmm. well. So they travel in and out of the quantum realm mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So it seems like the quantum realm is going to be the new like galaxy. Yeah. Cause like, what exploration from what thing. I understand based on uh, emergency awesome's uh, breakdown of this is that even though Marvel, the cinematic universe exists in a multiverse of all different iterations and you know an infinite number of realities the quantum realm is because it's like small and because like it exists in between space and time it's kind of like the one it's like the one it's like the basement universe that connects to every other universe right um so it's like it's like and that's why kang is built a base there and that's why he's there is because his time travel is based on using the quantum realm as kind of like a highway system um and so this is going to be interesting because it's the one central point where like all of existence can come together outside of like obviously like a nexus kind of event or something like that but this is like this is the one thing that connects everything to everything so it'll be it'll be really interesting to see who they run into and what it's like living in there what kind of creatures inhabit this this realm like these microscopic like sub microscopic creatures i think is going to be very interesting um yeah bill murray's around um, yeah, like what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that was like a very blatant like, and there's celebrity cameo, like, yeah. and Bill Murray. Yeah. And I was like, I just don't do that. Don't yeah. spoil that kind of. Don't spoil that celebrity cameo for me. Don't you don't need to put that. Put that in something else, unless he's a major part of the movie. Yeah. Then don't put him in the trailer. I'm wondering if he's an alien or if he's a human being that has chosen to live in the quantum realm. Um, Maybe or is, that or is like stuck the, there because uh, it seems, but it's kind of fine with it because right. that seems like the kind of character that Bill Murray would play, <laughs> right? right. Uh, and it seems that uh, the way they're kind of depicting it is that most people who, or most of the beings, I'll say, that are in the quantum realm are there not necessarily by choice. They've either either like stumbled upon it and are now stuck there, or like are refugees of some kind. Um, so that'll be an interesting dynamic as well because um, it does seem like. Uh, uh, and it, it, if we're if we're even taking just the smallest bit of real science to what the quantum realm would be, it seems like it'd be a place that like would be extremely chaotic because there's like at the quantum level like 
electrons and stuff like that can uh, uh, be at the same place at the same time. Things pop in and out of existence all the time. So, like, uh, I, I'm assuming it'd be a very chaotic, hectic place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of the quantum uh, realm. Right. So I don't know if anyone would choose to live there unless they were an insane person like Kang or perhaps Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm dude, I'm looking really for I'm glad they didn't show too much. Um, just enough to get you excited. There's a lot of like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids vibes to me in this. Oh, yeah. um, That's been the mainstay for like this genre, for this series of yeah. films anyway, though, is like it's mm-hmm. like it's yeah, it's like what if what if Honey, I Shrunk the Kids were superheroes? Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm excited to see the family dynamic. We got an older yep. um, daughter, Cassie. Cassie, Cassie Lang. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what her skill set is, what what her suit can do, and and I'm looking. So, forward are to like it. all the Avengers going to have kids now? Are we going to find out that like Steve Rogers had like a secret son? Probably. And, like all the stuff. Well, Dude, well they're so, setting it's... they're setting up young Avengers, so you got to have I some know kids. They are. <laughs> I know they are, but I'm just like, come on, man. So we've got so that the was... way the way they're doing it is like, come on. <laughs> well, to be fair, Ant Man had a kid from the beginning. No, 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 no. I am not saying that Ant Man <laughs> is the problem here. Yeah. What I'm talking about is love and thunder yeah well yeah that was an issue how they're kind of just shoehorning and the fact the way that scar was introduced in she hulk they're just shoehorning children (laughs) in yeah for like no reason yeah like stop yeah well the cassie lang makes sense yeah well you have i'm not saying you have chris hemsworth to blame for uh thor having a kid because he wanted his kid to be in the movie (laughs) yeah no i blame him blame falls squarely on his shoulders and he ruined the movie yeah I'm sure With that his was wanna a wannabe kid friendly Thor film. Yeah, I'm sure that was a concession to like get him to be in more stuff. They're like, fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because he probably threw a freaking tantrum, <laughs> temper tantrum. He's like, not unless you give my kids multi million dollar careers too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could see. Uh, so, that's interesting. So, how many. If we have a young Avengers. How many people do we have for a young Avengers team right now? We have. Um, we have America Chavez. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, we have America Chavez. We, we've got Cassie Lang. Cassie Lang. We've got. Uh, I. They would probably do what's Kate Bishop Hawkeye. Yep. I was to say Kate Bishop. Scar is there as well. Scar Hulk. Scar. <laughs> Hulk's his yep. last name. <laughs> Scar Hulk. Scar Hulk. Uh, Excuse me, Mister Hulk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And maybe, maybe Mister Scar. It's Hulk, actually. <laughs> yeah. And maybe <laughs> Thor's kid. Maybe. Uh, no. Probably not. But that's. No, uh, she's... <laughs> So, Just no, that kid, that child should never come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, if they do, uh, they could do, um, they could do Ms. Marvel, but they'll probably keep her separate with the Marvels for now, at least. Yeah. Um, but potentially she could join the team as well. Um, that's like five people. That's a pretty decent team. Yeah, that's a good roster. You could do a really fun, I think. Uh, I don't like, I think you, if you do Scar. You might want to do it as a movie, but I think you could either do it as like one of those special presentation movies. You could yeah. even do it as like a really fun like series. Like if you wanted it, if you wanted it to feel like if if this is going to be Marvel's, um, if this is going to be Marvel CW show, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's for teenage girls primarily, um, yep. which is a demographic that they're they're obviously like. With the exception of Ms. Marvel and and Hawkeye to a certain degree, like it's kind of lacking. Like Marvel doesn't doesn't make a lot of content for that demo. So I mean, this would be no, a that's cool why opportunity the CW for that. has reigned supreme for so long, yeah. and why I think that the CW is in trouble. Yes, um, 
yeah, I think Marvel's going to corner that market with this this property with the Young Avengers, and I think yeah, more power to them. Hopefully, it's good. I'm sure it will be because it's Marvel. Um, <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, that and yeah. Quantumania. I think it's going to be fun. Oh, we Quantumania saw, looks fun. We saw Kang Kang in one of his like. Um, more iconic Kang suits with like the suits, blue face yep. and all of the that. Blue face, it's gonna be yeah. great. I'm looking forward to that. It's gonna be awesome. I'm. I like that now. We're more as we go on with these movies. It makes me hopeful that we'll see Hugh Jackman in the suit because yeah. we're seeing more comic accurate suits yeah. and more masks on people mm-hmm. and st- certain things like that. And I'm like, that's really cool. Let's see more of that. Mm-hmm. Let's see more of that comic book accurate kind of kind of stuff. Totally. Um, I would I would agree with that. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Deadpool. I think that's going to be very good. Um, it probably will be the best Deadpool movie thus far. Because um, it will probably have the biggest budget of any Deadpool movie we've seen yep. so far. <laughs> yep. And and it's got the the it's got the um the benefit of having a beloved like a fan base that has grown to love those movies. So oh, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. Fiercely loves those yeah. movies. Um Yeah. The more the more and more I think about it. <laughs> Uh, what could be happening in Deadpool three is that Ryan Reynolds has to recruit a team of Wolverines from across different uh, different multiverses, which I think would be very fun. Like to go back and get like the two thousands Wolverine, like in the leather biker costume, yep. and then to get actor Hugh Jackman, but also Wolverine in like the yellow suit. Like I think if he gets like a team of like five Wolverines. And they're all they all hate him equally. <laughs> and each other. Yeah, and each other. <laughs> That'd be very funny. <laughs> Speaking of X-Men, um, did you see the rumor going around of Austin Butler as Gambit? No, but I like that. I know. I was like, I don't hate that. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I think he's good. <laughs> I saw that. That was like one of the first random fan castings from some random thing that I follow that I was just like, nailed it. Yeah. Um, I would, you know, what's funny is I was thinking about Gambit the other day, and I think the mm-hmm. the way you could, as we often do, as we are oft to do, um, I think a cool way to do Gambit would to be would be to do it as like one of those Marvel special presentations now that they're doing, and do it kind of like not necessarily a period piece, but do it in the style of like a a, a like a Bayou Western. Where it's like where Dude, you where you can that have him, would be cool. yeah where you can have him lean into like the tropes of like being this Bayou Louisiana heartthrob who just can't be tied down and has uh-huh. like he's, he's a serial gambler but he also knows what's right and he's got a mind to show people yeah. what's right you know what I mean <laughs> Dude that I, would be awesome that'd be really funny uh, it'd be a lot of fun I think uh, and a good way to do that to handle that character at least as his introduction you know yeah for sure that'd be really fun. That would be really fun. Um, all right. Well, if you don't, if we don't have anything else news wise, I think we can jump in uh, to Black Adam. If you're ready, yeah, I think we're good. Cool. All right. So Black Adam was a film that came out starring Dwayne Johnson. Uh, it is a return to the DC EU and a restructuring uh, of the DC EU. One might say it's they've reestablished the power hierarchy within the DC EU. Wouldn't you agree, Derek? One might say. <laughs> uh, AJ was asking. Yeah. She was like, "So he's more powerful than Superman, right?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No." Yeah. She goes, well, it looks like to me. And I was like, no, yeah. no one's more powerful than Superman. Yeah. Like, there's one thing that we all know as comic book nerds. We know how it stacks up, and that Superman is at the top. Right. And it's by design. Everybody else can be powerful, can be close, but Superman is at the top. 
Yep. Um, but having said that, I got real scared of Black Adam. Yeah, and I think I think for the first time. So okay, before before we get into that, before we get into that, let's because uh, I don't want to get too. I don't want to go. I don't want to jump ahead of ourselves. Yeah, let's. Um. So, uh, what was your? Uh, were you excited for this movie? What were your thoughts going in? What were your expectations? My expectations were that it was going to be an entertaining movie. Uh-huh. Um, I was excited to see the star power of The Rock brought to screen as a superhero. Yep. Because he basically just plays a superhero in every movie that he's in. So I figured, like, <laughs> yep. let's see, like, what it's like if, like, see when he, when he can actually play mm-hmm. a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just, from the trailers on down, everything just looked, it looked fine. It looked like a fun film. It just looked fun. It looked entertaining. It looked like a popcorn muncher. And it was. And I had a great time in it. And it didn't, it didn't really bring anything to the table for me that was new to superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't profound in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had my problems with it. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, yeah, I had a great time. Yeah. Um yeah, I How about you? Just, yeah, I was similar. Um I love The Rock, so I was excited about this. We had been we had been waiting for this movie for a long time. I remember when long he was originally time. cast like 10 years ago. Um I was looking forward to this. So, uh I was definitely looking forward to this um as the more and more we got details and trailers and all of that. I think uh Yeah, my expectations were met um and I would say in some respects, um, exceeded. Uh, I think the movie was a lot more action-packed than I think a lot of the DC movies have been under Zack Snyder's tutelage. Um, oh, it was action-packed, all right. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it. But I think it, uh, it was um, uh, it was a straight-up action movie uh, in, in a lot of ways that like the other movies haven't been. I think Zack Snyder's, some of his later stuff, especially the Superman and Justice League stuff, it was a little bit like overindulgent in some of the like the the parts of those movies, the aspects of those movies that were less important to fans. Uh, and I think The Rock swung real hard in the other direction, <laughs> which, yeah. we'll, ta- oh, which my we'll talk gosh, about. Did he? Um, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I saw it on tour uh, and, and with a very packed audience, and people were excited to see it. Um, so that was fun. Um, I saw it opening night. Actually, it was. It was, it was good. Oh, did you? Yeah, I had a good time with it. Um, Okay, let's dive. This is a great opening night movie to go see. It is. See. It is. I would say see this movie in theaters and try to see it with an audience if you can. Yeah, that's one thing that like I, I think I missed out on was going to see it with fans. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not a Black Adam fan, and yeah. not that I'm not a Black Adam yeah. fan. I just, just it's not, not my normal. Yeah. I'm just not familiar. Yeah. He's not my oeuvre. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think this would have been beneficial if I'd seen it with a, with a group of people that were excited to go. So we were excited to see it, you know. Yeah, probably. That was something I, I think I missed out on, but you know. Yeah, it's all good. Um, it's all good. Saw the movie; it was entertaining as hell. Yes. All right. Let's. Uh, so, plot overview. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but basically, Black Adam uh, was existed a long time ago uh, in this place called Kondok. 
and his son, we find out later was his son, uh, was bestowed with the powers of uh, Shazam. The, Shazam, the, the, his, the Shazam Wizards. The Shazam Wizards, exactly. In this, so in this iteration, uh, it's the same group of wizards that give Shazam his powers. From what I understand in the comic books, they they have retconned that to, to be a new thing, but before it was a different set of wizards, but they had the same uh, acronym. Um, but his okay. were more ancient Egyptian rather than um, Shazam's are kind of like uh, in the comic books are more like Greek. But uh, this yeah. they've kind of just made them all the same wizards, which I think helps. Um, yeah, so he gets his son gets the powers, uh, but uh, his son uh, his son gets the powers for standing up to a brutal king or whatever. The son uh, gets the powers and uh, is is the champion of Kondok for a little while. Uh, until his dad is mortally wounded, and so he give uh, he gives his dad the powers uh, so that he'd be saved and re- and healed. But before he could get the powers back, he is killed by the king's uh, assassins. The Rock, uh, now in the Black Adam powers, goes on a revenge mission and slaughters everyone. Um, and then is imprisoned for misusing his powers for five thousand years. Uh, he is awoken. Um, when the protagonist of our story, uh, what is this character's name? I forgot her name. Uh, oh, uh, Sarah Shahis. Yes, I'm trying to see the her character, character name. Oh, where'd she go? Come here. Cast uh, Adriana Tomas. Adriana Tomas uh, resurrects Black Adam uh, when she's being attacked while they're like raiding the tomb. Um, he comes back to life and goes on a you know a a spree of killing people. Uh, until the Justice Society shows up and they're like, hey man, there's a better way to do this uh, and we need your help. Work with us to stop uh, the people from getting this crown that will raise this demon from the dead or whatever. Uh, They are successful. Um, Dr. Fate is killed uh, and uh, The Rock learns that sometimes it's better to work with a team and to be a hero and not kill people immediately. Um and credits roll and then Superman shows up and whoop there it is everybody loses their minds yeah. because Henry Cavill is back as Superman yes. and I'm so excited exactly um okay now let's go through it um let's start with let's start with the Rock how'd you feel about him in this role how'd you feel about the origin um how do you feel like the Rock did in this role as Black Adam I don't feel like he had that much to do yeah like. There wasn't a whole hell of a lot for him to do. Right. And he basically just sat and smoldered the entire time. Right. Which wasn't bad, but it's just like he didn't really act. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I didn't really see his range yeah. as an actor in this and for what he could do. Like he basically I feel like he did even less than what he normally does. Right. And and don't get me wrong, I liked it, but I was hoping for more. Yep. I I, I agree. I think I think I'm kind of on the fence about it. Like, I liked his performance because it fit what they were doing with the character. Um, I don't know Black Adam in the comics, so I don't know the way he's characterized in the comics. Sure, like if and this is just me also talking out of my rear end right. because, you know. Because I don't know I don't if know he's just I'm like a brooding about. guy who doesn't say much. I think the idea, and I think this his character will evolve. I think that um, when the next time we see Black Adam, he'll be full the rock with the quips and the... And the personality. I think the idea in this um, was supposed to be that, like, he's kind of fish out of water and doesn't kind of understand, and he's still kind of getting his grounding. Um, gotcha. 
uh, that's the way it seemed that he was playing it because definitely by the end in the in the post credit scene uh, he he felt a little bit more like The Rock as opposed to just like some guy brooding. Um, yeah. So I like and that. going through walls. Yeah, I like that. And I think for the story that they're telling, like, I almost think it would have been. And I, I don't know this. I don't know how it would have played out. But I almost think it would have been better if we hadn't seen the origin until later, and he just kind of yeah. shows up as this like unstoppable killing machine and they're like what yes, who exactly. is this and why um you know what i mean oh yeah that's what i was like in that first opening kill scene um when he shows up i was like ah oh, this is what would happen if the superman was also a terminator yes exactly um the yeah, i was the major terminator vibes uh, i think they were kind of invoking that on purpose it felt like um it was so good yeah he didn't understand sarcasm which was very funny uh but i also like that he wasn't stupid he just like yeah like he just wasn't familiar but once he learned what those things were like he was he was perfectly fine with using sarcasm and stuff i, I liked that um we, how did he have the same language as everybody I, else i don't think we need to explain that <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah i had the same question could you explain that could you explain that no, to me no, please? no no i had the same question um I had the same question in my head, uh, but I, I kind of just let it go because I'm like, that's not going to be the one thing that holds up this movie. Um, it could have been, and that would have <laughs> so been funny. So it's an ancient English-speaking nation that existed in the Middle East? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Um, it's DC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, yeah I, didn't, I didn't ask those questions. Um, uh, but I did definitely was thinking about it like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, that bo- it bothered me through the entire film. Like, how is everybody <laughs> being able to communicate so easily? Yep. Um, yeah, I would have. Uh, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they could have. I think why you don't need to explain it is because he's magic. You know what I mean? If yeah. he was just an alien like Superman, I think you would need to explain it more. But because his powers come from a wizard, like I'm just assuming that baked into the the, the lightning powers is the ability to speak all languages. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just gonna assume That'd that. That'd be great. So you've got super speed, super strength. Uh, you you've fly. got flight. You've got lightning. <laughs> um, you've got what else? You've got big lightning. <laughs> yeah, big you've lightning. You've got. Um, uh, yeah, oh, uh, you can translate all languages. Yeah. Uh, you've got a cape. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, it's like, wait, what was that? Back that last one up there? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to translate all languages. It actually comes in a lot more handy than you think. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, so yeah, I didn't mind that. I did like, you mentioned the cape. I liked that he started off with the cloak. Uh, I like yep. that the, the, the cape was kind of like without them without them making it too obvious the cape him getting the cape at the end was kind of like symbolizing his full transition into being a hero it's uh, the cape and the gold armor accessories right right i liked yeah. that um basically he it symbolizes he's using the powers uh rightfully now at this point which i i kind of liked um yeah um okay so we got the rock what'd you think of his um family characters with uh uh, well, I forgot the name again. Adriana, Adriana Tomas, Tomas and Amon Tomas. Yeah, and Amon Tomas. Would you? They you were think okay. About that? Yep, they were okay. They were a little, a little annoying at times. Yeah, I would say so. I think you need those characters in order to establish the stakes of all this because it can very sure. easily become. Uh, I think that's also what what Man of Steel kind of lacked. Even though I love that movie, I think what it lacked was there just weren't enough human characters for us to establish like the true stakes of all this. 
Um, yeah, I mean, the fate of the world was at the was was on the line at the end of the movie. That's but, true. You know, that's those. You know, but if those aren't high enough stakes for you, I think we can we can try and find something that has. Yeah, well, you stakes. just don't get the you just don't get the uh, the sense no. of the gravity of it because you're only well, hanging out with Superman. Is, <laughs> what we don't do is yeah. What we don't do is during the world builder engine when it's doing its thing. What we don't do is we don't spend time with people on the ground and seeing how it's impacting them like we yeah. do mm-hmm. in. Um, what was it in uh, Batman versus Superman? Right, where we where we meet Bruce Wayne when he's on the ground during that in Metropolis. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like we needed more of that to see the impact and see kind of what was going to pull away from the action, as opposed to constantly being into like right up inside. Totally. Of it. So uh, that's that's the my theory. But yeah, whatever. no, I, I agree. I think a, a movie that does that well is um, uh, Gareth Edwards' Godzilla with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, yeah. That movie's oh, yeah. amazing for that. It like it is a lesson in scope and establishing scale. Like there, because <laughs> you're only ever with the humans, and where I think the Kong versus Godzilla movies go like completely in other other direction. That first Godzilla yeah, big mo- monster fight. Yeah, <laughs> that first, that's where the money's at. Yeah, that first Godzilla movie is so cool because you're only ever with the humans, and Godzilla just kind of shows up every once in a while, and rarely do you see a full shot of Godzilla because it it it, do, it goes a long way to establish the scope when like all you sometimes all you see in a sequence that is literally destroying everything is just him walking through and his feet just destroying things like like buildings just crumbling underneath him exactly uh so yeah but um yeah i i didn't mind uh um the family i i didn't I didn't understand their purpose at first, but that became more apparent throughout the movie because uh, apparently, like, that's his love interest in the comics. Like, they're like that, like, becomes his wife at some point. Um, mm. And her, I think in the comic books, her, uh, like, Amon is her brother. Uh, but in mm. this, they chose to make it her uh, her son to try to, com- you know, to complete the poetic. Uh, well, we already have a brother. Yeah, we already have a brother, and, like,. He drives Jeeps and miraculously recovers from gut shots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, that to me, I was like, how is he up and walking around? Like, I love that their throwaway line was like, well, the nanobots did most of the work. And it's like, that doesn't fully repair you from a gunshot to where you can be up and running around. Yeah, and also, it was, seemed weird that, like, okay, it, 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 the gunshot thing. When when it, Why have the scene where Dr. Fate comes in and is like touching his stomach and he's like can you fix me and he's like i'm not that kind of doctor then then why have that scene <laughs> like, <laughs> like why i'm just here to look and see if you're hurt like wh- let me poke you yeah i'm gonna poke you real and quick al- you dead <laughs> and also Are you dead? oh you're not dead and also oh, I wanted to why poke couldn't eyeball. he be that kind of doctor like I don't yeah <laughs> why couldn't he just take his magical hands and lift the bullet out of the body yeah like i don't understand why that could not have been well i get that they like <laughs> they need to set up stakes because if he can just heal things then why wouldn't he be able to just heal all of them and none of them should be afraid to die i so i get why for this they didn't want him to be able to like heal people but like it's weird to have that scene then like send another character send cyclone in to like check on him oh you mean watercolor girl yeah (laughs) like that's what aj was calling her yeah send someone else who obviously cannot heal people rather than like the most magical person on the team 
Uh, yeah, right. It was very yeah, confusing. Like, the dude whose name is Doctor Fate, <laughs> yeah. who has like a helmet. Is it technology? Is it magic? We're not sure. Yep. Like it's just how it works. And he goes, "I can't help you." Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's literally a superhero showing up, going, like, "Oh, thank God, you're here to help me." Like I can do nothing. Yep. And um, then just leaving. I, so I, what I will say about this, okay, so let's get into the the action scenes, uh, and and we can get mm-hmm. into the action scenes and the villain. Um, I I like so one thing I did like about this movie. Let, let's start with the villain before we get to the fight scenes. I liked the villain. It this really truly felt like a comic book come to life to me. Um, it, mm-hmm. Like in terms of the imagery, like I feel like this plays out pretty much like a comic book would have. But with, now, which villain are we talking about? Sabak? Yes. When when okay. Sabak, when uh, even like the you know the main henchman guy who like betrayed the family when he raises the demon and becomes like a a demon version of Shazam essentially or Black Adam. Like I liked all of that. I thought all of that worked well in my opinion. Um, I like that he has the fire, the hellfire powers. I think that's a cool a cool thing that like you want to see like it, it's it, it's the opposite of like what you wanted from the She-Hulk finale in terms of like yeah in the She-Hulk finale maybe we don't necessarily want to see the dick of the show get Hulk powers but in this yeah. I want to see that guy get demon powers um, yeah exactly yeah and I think that was great I think the fight scene that ensued was great um, however so I wish here's the hard part about Black Adam and the fight scenes one there were far too many of the same kind of fight scene. That's one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We don't need six of these. Black Adam goes and, and clears a room full of guys. Um, no, we don't. It felt, <laughs> and that was my complaint. My major complaint about this movie is that it felt like just one long, giant action sequence. Yes. And even, and some people could make the argument, well, John Wick, and I go, yeah, but John Wick even takes breaks. John Wick takes breaks and there's story being told in the fight scenes. There's no yes, story exactly. being told in these fight scenes other than the rock's really powerful. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's like and there's and there's no effort that goes into making these these right. like, fight scenes as much as there is to like a John Wick fight yes, scene. Yes, because you know this is mean? all clearly just CGI. And so it's yes, like exactly. so, yeah, so and, a bunch and of people, ramping yeah. and like ramping effects and like all that kind of now, stuff. To their credit, I think the CGI looks phenomenal throughout the movie. Dude, it looks really flawless. Good. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Is like more than anything else, it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks really good. Like there was never really a moment where I'm like, "Ooh, that's kind of dicey." Like it all no. looks really good. Yeah, seamless throughout. Yeah. And I think that's what they really nailed uh, as far as like what Marvel does, mm-hmm. like the high grade CGI stuff. Yeah, it's like it's it's flawless throughout the entire time there's no lag or like no yeah. variance in like quality I think that's what The Rock was probably really pushing for as 100%. far as like this movie goes be like that's where we have to meet them is on the visual effects and this is where we're going to put yeah. our mouth and, and they, it, they really yeah. did put their money where they where their mouth was on visual effects in this yes. movie and it does give me hope for a for this Superman movie that they're going to do because yes. I'm so excited to see a Superman movie where he can just be Superman and like fly around and destroy stuff and and, and kick ass people. and save people and, and just it, kick that's what Superman is he kicks ass and he saves people yes. like let's go dude like I want to see him have to change quickly in a telephone booth yes. you know 
and like slow it down because uh-huh. he's got super speed. So it's, it shows us where everybody's walking in slow motion around him. It shows him just like taking his clothes off and he's got a Superman suit on underneath. Yep. And he's like bundles it up or stashes it or leaves it and then leaves it and flies off and like rescues a plane yep. or something. Like show me Superman doing good. Like that's what he's supposed to yes. be doing. So like let's see it yes. then. During the and daytime, then please. Ha- <laughs> yes, during the daytime. Yes. And then if we also have to yeah, – no more night shots. Like we have enough nighttime superhero stuff. I want daytime superhero yeah. fights i want daytime superhero saving people yep. superman saving people i want and then if he has to fight an alien then so be it but yes. like i want at least for the first like couple of minutes for the movie showing him running around do and showing you what all the good having superman around in your city can do yep um like even there's like even if there's a part a part where like a little old lady's trying to cross a street and like this blur blue and red blur just like woof, and then all of a sudden she's on the other side yeah exactly <laughs> exactly where he's just this boy like show him being the boy scout that we know he's supposed to be yes um yeah I want to yeah I want to see the world loving Superman and Superman earning the world's love um but back to Black Adam in the fight scene yes um there yeah so there were too many um of the same kind of fight scene. Uh, And we didn't really get a whole lot of character development uh, because of that, which I think um, we'll get to the team in a second. But I think they they suffered from that um, the most. But um, what I will say about the fight scenes is that, like, I wish I so I loved the one on one Black Adam versus the demon fight scenes. I thought those were great. I wanted more one on one fight scenes. And I know that's hard to do because he's like the most powerful being in the movie. Um, But um yeah, there were just too many of that same kind of fight scene, uh, and I would have loved to see more, like, kind of one-on-one um, Somebody stuff with, with more Black his Adam. power level. Yes, exactly. Yeah, instead of him just, like, nerfing people. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would have loved to see that. But I thought, I, to the movie's credit, though, I was I never felt like... So, uh, the critic score of this movie was... a. Wow, this car alarm Very. keeps going off outside. Um, I hear that. The critics, I'm so sorry. Yeah, the critic score was much lower than the audience score of this movie, and I read some of the reviews, and a lot of the reviews were saying, like, oh, it suffers from the same uh, DC kind of CGI goop fight scenes. And I'll push back because, I obviously, we, we both thought the CGI looked good, but I would say, like, none of it was, like, hard to track in the way that sometimes, no. like, CGI fight scenes can be. Like, yeah. to their credit, like, I was able to follow the action a lot, and that's that's uh, extremely to their credit when you consider the fact that usually Black Adam, for the most part, is moving very fast. Um, yeah. And I'm still there able to There were a couple track. of parts... There were a couple of points where I lost track of what was happening mm-hmm. and, like, where, where it was taking place spatially and, like, the space that it was supposed to be playing yeah. in. But, like... Um... But yeah, uh, other than that, I th- I, other than those couple of times, like yeah, I was able to track it fairly easily. And like you're saying, like they did a good job because he is moving f- like faster than humanly possible. Yeah, the the only parts of like the quote unquote CGI or the special effects that like stuck out to me, I was like, oh, that's not as effective. Is like there are some shots where he's hovering, where it's clearly just him on wires, and yeah. some of those, <laughs> like the movement, is not as like smooth as it is when it's like. Uh, when they do it full CGI. Um, But I mean, other than that, like it was, I thought it was great. And I love that. I love the directorial choice of having him hover until like the very end where he like realizes that he needs to be a team player. And then he comes back down to earth. I thought that was a real cool, um, a real cool touch. Yeah. Um, I thought that was too. Well, okay. Let's get to the team. 
the team. How do you yes, feel about the, um, the Justice Society of America? Were we supposed to care about them? <laughs> I believe that we were, yes. <laughs> oh, we were. We were. We were supposed to care about them. Oh, okay, because I did not. Right. And the movie's acting like I needed to. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, they're like, here's Adam Smasher and Cyclone yeah. and Dr. Fate. And I'm like, and Hawkman. And I'm like, and I don't care about any of them. Yeah. Because they don't, that's the one thing that D, they did the DC thing again in this movie that they do a lot. And that's where they introduce these characters and then, like, and because they don't understand that Marvel has earned its way. So when Marvel introduces a new character, that character is already beloved because Marvel has done its due diligence by making all of its other characters like really, really good. So we trust Marvel with its characters. We don't trust DC. So when DC unveils these new characters and they're like, it's Adam Smasher. He's funny. Like it doesn't track because it's like I don't care. Yeah. Um I so we I was trying to think of like places where you could cut and you could have more with the team because I think honestly we needed to spend more time with this team oh, to establish them. Very much more. And we see the origin of the I know they wanted it to have a be a reveal like oh it wasn't the rock that got the powers it was his son and oh that's why it's so meaningful for him. I don't honestly don't think you need that. Um, nope. I think you could have played it more straightforward because we see because of that reveal, we see the origin play out twice basically, um, mm-hmm. and I think you could have cut the time that it happens in the beginning, uh, and I think we could have used an action scene with um, the Justice Society of America doing their thing, um, like being the Justice being Society successful. and being successful and saving people yeah. and and so we can see the merits of Hawkman's arguments um, without him having to just come off like a hard ass the whole movie. Yeah, he just comes off like a dick. Yeah, and, and like what? he's he's right, but we never see him yeah, right. Of course, he's mm-hmm. right. Like I'll agree with him. Like yeah, the points he makes are very valid, but the way he just comes in, starts swinging around, yeah. it's like, dude, no. Yeah, I think we needed to see with them... your goofy ass helmet. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I think we needed to see them go on a successful mission first. Um, yeah, to establish really them. Did. I think that would have and to establish their rapport and stuff like that. I think that would have been great. Um, yeah, because I think... But then we wouldn't have had the the element of, like, we're pulling Dr. Fate out of retirement for one last ride. I know. Which was an unneeded element. Yeah. I mean, it could have been, like, you know, ten years ago or five years ago or something. You know what I mean? And, like, it was, like, their last mission since whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Um, totally. Yeah, that could have been it. But, you, but you're right. But we needed something with the Justice Society of America because mm. we... We, we don't know them. Yeah, and we don't trust them. I'm supposed to love Cyclone. <laughs> Literally, Cyclone could have could, could have gotten turned into a paste at any point, and I would have been fine with it. Yeah. I would have been like, "Oh, that sucks." Yeah. And I thought I thought coming into this because we weren't spending so much time with them, I thought they were all going to die. I thought that uh, that's what I yeah, thought too. Um, because I think there was a there might have been more to this movie. Well, obviously there was more to this movie. That with every movie, there's more that was cut out. I think there like was a four hour yeah, movie at this point. I think there was. Um, they they cut out a lot of. They cut this down to be not R rated anymore. But I think which I think was dumb. You think I so? Mean, it's great for money. Yes. But I would have. But like, come on, like. 
DC's first successful superhero film out of the gate would have been R. That's the way to stand up, take <laughs> notes, and do cool. something that Marvel doesn't do. Yeah, um, I, you know what I mean. I you're agree. really trying. You're really trying to like. Ch- you're really trying to grab your own apple, make your own like, make your own thing yeah. instead of going after what Marvel has. Then do a rated R superhero movie. Do it right off the bat and make mm-hmm. it make it R, make it hard R, mm-hmm. and like yeah, and then do that. Like that would be. A great way to make people stand up and take notice. Yeah, that would have that would have been really cool. Um, I think they. I, if I had to guess, there was probably a subplot in this where we were led to believe that probably Doctor Fate, but that one of the team members was betraying the other ones. Yeah, um, probably because I felt like there were some scenes in this movie where that tension was there. Uh, in their performances and the way that it was cut, but like it just was never paid off. Like there's a scene. Yeah, they weren't like casually hanging out, right. which is what you expect them to do as a team. Right. That bond that's like that bonds together. It's like they were all like tense. Yes, because uh, there's a scene where Doctor Fate is alone with Hawkman on like the plane right before they go do like basically right before the third act. And I thought, uh-huh. okay, this is for sure where Doctor Fate stabs Hawkman in the neck or something, right? Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't play out that way. It's just like a genuine interaction between them, and it didn't feel yeah. like that's the way that scene, the original version of that scene, went. Um, huh. But um, yeah, I would have. I I think that could have been a really cool version of this movie where where the where Doctor Fate is secretly trying, like he secretly worships this demon that he's that he's actually trying to resurrect, and he's using. Uh, he knew that the only way he could get his hands on the crown is that if he is if he had Black Adam under his control, like, uh, and you know, he ends up killing all the other team members. I thought that could have been really interesting, right? But obviously, that's not the way they went with it, and they went with like, oh, the nameless additional um, Middle Eastern guy betrays them and uh, becomes, which you know, uh, is fine as well, um, but. Uh, I thought it could have been really cool if, like, Dr. Fate had uh, resurrected Sabak. Maybe he even becomes Sabak. I thought that could have been interesting. Um, yeah. But I mean, if you're going to throw the character away after one usage. Right. If you're going to kill him anyway, like, I thought that could have been really cool. Yeah, um, why not use him to, like, further the plot? But I could see The Rock being against that, though. Like, especially with the way that he feels about audiences. I could have had him been like... I could have imagined him being like, no, Pierce Brosnan, everyone loves him. Let's not have him be the villain of the movie. Um, oh no! Of course not. Yeah. You can't have. But that's why you don't cast Pierce Brosnan right. in that role if you're going to do that to the character. Right. Also, he, he was really good though as Doctor Fate. I, I liked that a lot. I, I loved him as Doctor really Fate. Good. I wanted to spend more time with him. Mm-hmm. Made me sad we're not getting a Doctor Fate movie. I know. I loved his voice. Although we could get a Doctor Fate movie if it's like a prequel. Um, well, then hurry up and make. Yeah, it. I would love to see a like a young Doctor Fate. I think that could be cool. Um, uh, but yeah, I loved his like what they did to the voice when he put the helmet on. I thought that sounded cool. Um, I I will say this about the team: even though we didn't get much character development out of any of them, I liked the way they were all realized in live action. I thought they looked great. I thought the costumes looked good. Um, uh, I mean, say what you want about Cyclone; like she looks pretty much comic book accurate when her powers are going. Um, so I didn't mind that at all. Uh, I loved the way Adam Smasher looked. I thought that worked really well. Oh yeah. His look, his transitions were really cool. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah, I, I loved that that look. I would have, I could have used more of that, honestly. Um, yeah, I loved. It, it's it's interesting because, I yeah, I think we could have used another mission with this team because I get why the Justice Society feels a little thrown together um, mm-hmm. because uh, Adam Smasher doesn't seem to know what he's doing. 
which is fine. Like, they, there's going to be people with superpowers who don't really know what they're doing yet. Right. Um, but it doesn't really explain if, well, if they have this rapport, why doesn't he know what he's doing? Um, I would have loved to see a mission where maybe, like, um, if you're going to, maybe he's a new, he's a newer member of the team because somebody else died or something like that. Like, I think we needed just to establish these characters more. But I love Dr. Fate, the way he was realized. I thought his powers looked cool. Um, I loved Hawkman in this. I thought his powers were really cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought I would have liked to understand, and they, they could have accomplished this with like a couple lines of dialogue, but I would have liked to understand how his armor, like what it, how, like how it interfaces with his body. Like obviously there's some kind of like nanites right. and whatever, but like people were threatening to like tear his wings off and I'm like, well, would that hurt him? Like I don't, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know if it would hurt yeah, him. That's what I thought. I'm like, would that actually hurt him? Yeah. And then like he gets his wings that are starting to get pulled off, and he's like screaming. And I'm like, well, yeah, is this a part of you? They could have easily had that been a conversation, like a couple lines of dialogue on the plane, where like he's had these nanites infused with his. Well, especially because Adam Smasher is new, so he'd be asking right. stupid. And if he's supposed to be the comic relief, yes. he'd be asking silly questions like that 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 the other characters find silly, but that we as the audience. Are, he could have been know. like, hey, where do your wings go? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah, straight up. As he's eating like a snack bar. Yeah, exactly. Like, ar- ar- with his mouth half full. Oh, question. Yeah. Like after some like tension between Dr. Fate and Hawkman, you just hear him chewing and they all like look over. He goes, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Where do your wings go? Then I would have had Hawkman take his shirt off and he just has like a gnarly scar that runs the length of his spine. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I, you know, I have nanites injected into my spinal column. You know what I mean? Like it hurts. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Or like whatever. Whatever the, the, the reasons, mechanism is. You whatever know? the mechanism yeah. is. It's like, yeah, like there you go. And then he goes, yeah, OK. And he answers. He's like, does that answer your question? We're like, yep. Yeah. Thanks. Because I think for Hawkman especially, we needed to understand a little bit more, like, what are the stakes for him? Like, Why is he this brooding dude that seemingly lives in an airplane? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, is that his whole – oh, he has, a, he has a big – he has a palatial estate in Louisiana? Yeah. In Louisiana, I guess? Um, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I thought like, that was an what? interesting choice. I'm like, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Maybe the character in some iterations in the comic books is from there? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know about Hawkman. Yeah, I don't know. They, there was not a lot given to us about him. He just kind of was like, he plays by the rules, you see. Um, he showed up. He's brooding. <laughs> he plays by the rules. Yeah. And uh, he's got cool toys. Yep. Um, yeah, I love Dr. Fate. Uh I thought he was great. I thought his powers looked good. His, suit his power looked really set good looked too. really cool. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I I would have loved to know. Like, I mean, they said a little bit. Like the the helmet is like this ancient alien sort of artifact. Yeah, they didn't. That's why we need another. That's why yeah. we need another mission with them is because we don't know what any of their stuff. Adam Smasher, you can get it. Cyclone, you can get it. Mm-hmm. But like. Dr. Fate and Hawkman need some explaining, and that's when you would need like right. that extra mission with us and them and be like, oh, okay, so that way when we encounter them and Adam Smasher is making jokes, like, oh, he's the funny, quippy one. Like, they throw these characters at us, and they expect us to instantly fall in love and trust that we'll fall in love with them, but, like, we can't because DC doesn't have a track record of being able to handle characters like that. Yeah. See, I would have... If I was writing this movie, and obviously I'm saying this with the benefit of hindsight, but if I was writing this movie, I would have had Dr. Fate be, like, someone who's been around for a long, long, long time. Like, not as long as Black Adam, but, like, 
Uh, oh, you mean longer than when he, he's he's a hundred years? Yeah, old. Yeah, I would have had him be like thousands of years old. Like, oh, okay. I would have had him, or not thousands, but a, a few hundred years old. Like someone from like the Crusades or something like that. To where okay. he like he he found like he's been chasing this crown of Sabak for like centuries. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he he discovered it on some kind of like crusade mission or whatever, and has been chasing it through the centuries, and finally has narrowed it down. And and this is his mission to finally, you know what I'm saying? Um, I would have had it be like that. That way, like we get, we can understand kind of a little bit more of what, um, just get a little bit understand of who this character is and why he's a part of the Justice Society. Like who this guy is. Like we don't get any of that. So like uh, no. I thought that would have been interesting, but. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Because we also don't understand like why. Because <laughs> also, uh, from everything we've seen from Amanda Waller, um, she doesn't particularly like or take care of these heroes in any way. So, like, why does Hawkman have this gigantic X Men style palatial estate complete with uh, plane in the ground and all of that? Yeah, like, right. where does this money Gardens come that, from? Like, retract. Yeah, exactly. Um, where is this money and and all of this come from with him? Uh, I don't understand. Well, it might just be Hawkman's thing. Let me look it up. Yeah, because I think in some iterations he's an alien, like he's from a different planet. Several fictional superheroes. Yeah, there's a bunch of different versions. This also could have been solved with a single line of dialogue to where he's made a fortune revolutionizing nanite technology or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's all it's all we needed. Carter Hall. Okay. Okay, archaeologist Carter Hall, the modern-day reincarnation of an ancient Egyptian uh, Egyptian prince named Khufu, or as... Whoa, that's a Thanagarian police officer, <laughs> Qatar Hall from the planet Thanagar. The character is generally regarded as having one of the most confusing backstories of any in DC Comics oh, due to a series of reinventions <laughs> over the years following DC's 1985 series Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay. Some writers have attempted to integrate Carter Hall and Qatar Hall into one story by linking the Thanagarian aliens to the Egyptian curse that causes Hawkman to reincarnate periodically throughout human history, or by using Carter Hall as Qatar Hall's alias, or otherwise depicting the merger of Carter and Qatar into one being. Okay, so nobody knows what's going on with this character, <laughs> so you and I are right to be confused. Yeah. So it sounds like they just kind of did what they wanted to with the character. Yeah. Um, he's, he's kind of equal parts... Tony Stark and Captain America, basically. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he he's 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 uh, Captain America's sensibilities with Tony Stark's disposition. You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> like I have all this money and power, and but I also think you should play by the rules to a fault. Um, all right, cool. Well, glad I'm glad to hear that the internet's just as confused as we are about. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, any other element of this that we? Oh, let's. T- uh, we can talk about the Superman cameo at the end. Yeah, Superman cameo was good. He looks good, man. I think he does. They gave him the curl, a little cowlick. Yeah, a little cowlick there. I thought that was that was a fun little nod. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I yeah, man. I thought it was I thought it was great. They left it ambiguous as to whether or not they're gonna fight. Because uh, he's you know yep. Amanda Waller's like I'll send you know for some help off this planet or whatever. Superman shows up and he he's not like his eyes don't glow red or anything. He just says, uh, you know, it's been a while since someone has made Earth nervous like this or something like that. And he says we should talk. So it's kind of ambiguous as to like whether or not they're gonna get along at first. And I think they haven't decided yet. Um, but yeah, Henry Cavill looks good. I think he looks Dude, good you opposite imagine, The Rock. I think it's going to be great. Can you imagine what it would look like <laughs> as an alien army is descending on Earth, mm-hmm. like out of space, like some wormhole out of space, and like the Justice League's like, oh, we can't handle this. So Superman just goes <laughs> Amanda Waller and goes, I need to borrow Black Adam yep. for like a hot second. Yep. <laughs> like, just like looks at Black Adam and just goes, let her rip, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Yeah, uh, so I'm I'm excited to see what the next phase for this is. Uh, we've got Shazam, the next Shazam movie coming, mm-hmm. um, which looks good. Yeah, it looks good. I like I like the trailer. I thought it looked great. Um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see that how that plays out. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what Shazam or what Black Adam shows up in next, and and what Superman shows up in next. Uh, if if not um, for the next Man of Steel movie, the Superman, whatever they're calling it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited yeah. to see the future of the DCEU and what they what direction they decide to go in. This movie has taken me from a ambiguous yeah. feeling about DC mm-hmm. being like, well, they make movies. They're not good, <laughs> yeah. but they make them. And <laughs> they definitely like, make them. They definitely Oh boy, how do they make movies or what they call movies? Yeah. <laughs> um but like it's got have taken me from that to I am looking. I'm casually optimistic yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If someone was going to be like, well, "Are you excited for the next DC release?" I'd be like, "Well, no, not really." Yeah. But like, I'm interested to see what they do. Yeah, totally. I'm right there with They've you. They've got a. What DC needs to do now is it needs to earn all of the rapport that it didn't earn over the last couple of years just by doing things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Now it needs to earn all that rapport. Because that's the thing. Marvel has rapport with its... There's an earnestness to Marvel movies mm-hmm. that you don't get with um, with DC. Mm-hmm. You know? There's a, there's a little hollowness to the DC movies, I find. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Um, I think if, uh, if I were... The Rock. I think the next thing I would do with the Black Adam character is do a, I would do a, I would do sort of a Black Adam two, but I would have it be a basically a, a Black Adam and Superman buddy film where they go off into space and try to conquer some enemy together far away from Earth so that the ramifications have nothing to do with Earth and just get a movie out the way to where we can see. The Rock and Black Adam doing their thing, establish their powers, establish their strength levels, get the charm out of the way, get get the fans wanting to see them together, um, and then I would do a and I w- I would hold off and if I I'm sure The Rock is thinking about it this way because it's it's very pro wrestling, uh, have them be a tag team for a while, and then yep. eventually lead up to them culminating with a fight against each other after you've established both of them very firmly in their 
their skills and their power levels like really lead up to that uh, and we see that a couple of years from now I think like a Black Adam versus Superman movie I think would be yeah. really cool well that's what someone asked if we're going to see them fight and The Rock basically said yes yeah of course of course that's going to happen uh, yeah, it has to. Like it's go- uh, and, and if and if they're smart about it, I think I would hold it off for for a couple movies. Get get a solo Superman movie out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, get a little buddy movie of them. Maybe it's another Justice Society uh, of America movie plus Superman. Um, that type of thing. And then, I love how I love how the instant ad of Superman just makes it like so much like extra. Like, yep. It's the Justice Society. Oh yeah, and they have a Superman. And there's a there's a Superman around. Um, yeah, I think that would be cool. Um, yeah, we'll see, man. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yes. All right, anything else? Nope, I'm good. All right. Oh, uh, Derek, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, on the internet. Great. Uh, you can find me at Asan the DJ uh, on social media. Uh, you can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular on social media and at weeklyregular.com. Derek, thank you so much for joining me this week. Thank you. And we will see you all next week.